0: Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Zandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast this week. As all of you know that I've been listening for a while, but also folks that are brand new, I have decided to take the podcast into video form. So you can find this podcast live being filmed, also available on my YouTube channel, which is Soul Essence Wellness Center. Woohoo! <laughs> so I'm always very, very honest with you all in terms of how I feel about certain topics or where my sticky points are going through. And I, today, in terms of trying to figure out how to convey the information, I kept stumbling on the word play because... Play and joy, which you've heard me talk about before, are very, very connected to having a very strong editor or having a very strong judge going on inside of us. And so I actually struggled with should I put play in the title? Because play, I feel like especially as an adult, has been this word that really kind of got stomped on and recycled. And we think of the word play, we think of children, right? We think of folks that have the ability to play or be creative, which means they don't have responsibility or they don't have, you know, duties or they don't have to be serious. And I'm here to kind of come in and shake things up and say that's not actually true at all. (laughs) And it feels a little sad to me and also a little heartbreaking that so many of us have lost the opportunity to play. So I'm going to put play in this title against maybe kind of going against our society's perspective or idealism, at least in the United States, around play being something that either we do as children or we do when we have children. We have to learn how to play. Or sometimes play is always aligned with games, which I love games and love the way that they shake things up. But it also feels like we're in a space, especially in this time, where even adults, their form of play has to do with video games right, are these sort of like adult games. And so I want to bring this topic to you because as I feel like society is continuing to evolve and there's more technology and there's more access to things and there's just kind of this feeling of speeding up, I notice that it feels like people have less and less time to do what they want to do. And I notice a lot of people are really exhausted. There's this level of having all of these goals and all of this desire to be more connected and it's, we have this technology that's allowing us to be more connected, right? Like even now, if you're listening to this, like I'm connecting with you when, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I might never be able to connect to you because technology allows me to be able to connect with you now. So there's such sweetness in what's being offered, but there's such disconnect because it seems like the more that we get, the more I find that people aren't really in a place where they're allowing creativity, spaciousness, and play to really, really come in. So I'm bringing this message to you, especially today around play, around joy, and around the editor. And the reason I feel like all of these go together is, say we take the word enjoy, right? E-N-J-O-Y. To me, enjoy is being in joy. How are we and what are we doing in our life that really allows us to bring joy? So sometimes I have people, especially in readings, especially in coaching, especially in the energy work I do, they're making really big decisions. Some of these clients that come in, they're like, should I do this? Should I do that? And I'm like, ooh, it's a lot of shoulds. That can be really, really heavy, right? There's this sense that we have to make the right decision. And I think the hard part is that with that is that oftentimes when I'm talking with people and they're really, really stuck, they're like, oh, like, how do I make this decision? Usually I kind of walk over in a kind of metaphorical way. I sit next to them and I say, let's put that decision on the side for a second because it's causing a lot of pain. It's causing a lot of struggle. It's causing a lot of judgment. It's causing a lot of a sense of not trusting yourself because nothing feels like a hell yes and nothing feels like a hell no, right? So everything's a five. Everything feels kind of murky. And I'm like, maybe it's not the decision that's actually creating that. Can we actually put the decision over for the side knowing that it will get figured out, right? We have to trust that it actually will. But let's look at a different part of life that's not allowing you to connect with you. Because when we're connected truly with ourselves usually the answer kind of bubbles to the surface. Sometimes it can take us a little while, but if you're circling around and around in a decision, a lot of times that means that someone else's energy is in your space or there's a sense of guilt or fear or there's something in you that is not connecting to the heart of you. And I will tell you, some of the best ways to connect to yourself is to figure out what am I doing that brings me joy? What am I doing that brings me a sense of play? And the reason play is so important is because it brings in this creativity. It really pushes down the editor. It puts down that person in the back of the mind that tries to judge everything in order to keep us safe or in order to make us perfect, right? A lot of the time that voice, like I've mentioned before, isn't actually us. So much of who we are is old programming that maybe was helpful and maybe wasn't helpful. Right. So if you have family members that were really, really good at something or you had family members that really didn't like a certain activity, certain people, uh, certain trying to think what else, (laughs) like things outside, objects, whatever. We're going to be shaped by those things as kids because we're always trying to figure out, especially early on, how do we survive? So. I'm kind of bringing this together in a way of if you're struggling with a decision, you're going around and around, you can't figure it out, you can't trust yourself, put it off to the side, let yourself take yourself off the hook, and instead, you want to do this. You sit down, I'm going to grab this, you sit down with a notebook, okay? You sit down with a notebook, plain notebook, I think this is like a, a moleskin, like pack of I got at Costco or something, right? So you sit down with a notebook, you take a pen, and you put a timer on for 10 minutes, and you say to yourself, "I'm gonna write a list for 10 minutes. I'm not gonna stop of all the things that bring me joy. That can be I'm trying to think of mine. That can be the sound of horse hooves on cobblestone. That could be driving in your car to a certain place. That could be walking. That could be the shape." Of something. Maybe you really like circles or triangles. Maybe you really, really get inspired by certain people or your kids or animals. Maybe there's a game that you love, but you want to really get a sense of what brings me joy. What really allows me to be in that creativity? What allows me to feel a sense of freedom? These are all connected. I'm sure you can feel it. Creativity, space, freedom. What gets me in a place where I get to play, where I get to really kind of move out of these boundaries or these really specific ways that I organize myself normally? I'm going to use a different part of my brain here. So you want to take that pen or pencil or whatever your favorite writing utensil is you write for 10 minutes and you don't stop. You don't pick your pen up and sit there and think. You just keep writing, even if it doesn't feel authentic, right? So today, not today, a few days ago, I was writing down a big list. And what you want to do is you just let yourself write. If you can't think of anything, keep writing, right? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to think. This is really hard. You keep writing because there's an editor that gets stronger and stronger typically as we grow into adulthood where we can't make mistakes. We have to be perfect. We have to get it right. You should spell things wrong. You should literally try not to pick the pen up. You can pick them up between words, but don't pause and stop because it's the adult, it's the editor that has created this sense that you're not allowed just to free, just to be this free flowing because that's where true ideas open up. That's where a lot of insight comes from is really allowing the first thought is the best thought. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to at all. But a lot of times, things will break up in our system. You might be writing and feel really crappy and be like, I'm feeling crappy. I really don't like feeling crappy. If you're not sure what brings you joy, start writing down what doesn't bring you joy, right? Do you hate cleaning the sink? Do you hate taking out the garbage? Do you really hate the way that your car squeaks when it goes around a corner because it reminds you that you need to get your brakes checked and you hate going to the auto body shop, right? Start writing things that you don't like because oftentimes you can figure out what you need more of if you can figure out what you're not liking in your life. So you want to write as much as possible down and then you want to pick a list, five, ten things on that list of things that you enjoy or things that bring you play. Put them down on the piece of paper and then you want to look at that piece of paper and put a star next to the ones that are in your daily week. Do you get to do this in your daily week? And if you do, if you get to do all of them, great. Does it feel like enough? Say two out of those 10 things are, okay, are they in a month? Are they in every couple weeks? If you really like traveling to a certain country or certain place, is it at least in your year? It's really getting clear on what brings me joy What brings me play? What shakes up my world? Because even though I've seen the busiest person in the world, I work with really, really busy people that are like, you know, I work all day. I have 12 children. You know, I have seven dogs. I have three and a half houses. I'm just kidding. Sometimes people have different dynamics going on. Sometimes it's financial difficulties. Sometimes they have to work a lot. There are always moments in between things that we're doing where we can allow ourselves the sweetest sense of enjoying ourselves. So sometimes, When I'm running, I do a lot of wooey, you know, kind of psychic coaching spiritual work, but I also do one-on-one wilderness therapy, sometimes with folks where I'm going in home with them as a therapist, and we're going out and we're doing wilderness-based things. So sometimes in my day, I might have five or six people back-to-back that I'm driving in between, but I might have 20 minutes. I might have 30 minutes in between the people that I'm meeting, and I know for myself there are certain songs that get me in a different place. There are sometimes games I play with myself that I'm driving. Where I'm like, I'm gonna look for my favorite color. Still look, I, you know, eyes on the road, but I'm gonna look for purples or I'm gonna look for different shades of green. You know, those things really pop me out of my space. Really, really big, deep breaths, doing my energy work that lets things go. I have to let myself play. Sometimes, even though I'm working with people that might be experiencing really heavy stuff. You might be going to a job where your coworkers aren't happy a lot of the time. You might be working in fields where you're helping people and so you deal with really like heavy emotions. Maybe you work outside and it's exhausting because you're outside sweating working with your hands all day, right? And maybe not feeling appreciated or maybe just in general you hate that it's like 90 degrees in Colorado and you know, not always the easiest conditions to work in. So it's it's really getting clear on What are the things that I enjoy that allow me to have a sense of play in my life? Writing them down, seeing if you're doing those things. And if you are doing those things and they're in your daily week, great. Are they giving you enough joy or is there something else on your list that really feels like you could open that up to really allow yourself to have more play and openness? Because when we actually allow ourselves to connect more deeply with ourselves, answers always come Faster, They come through really easily because we're not in this judging space. Whenever we have someone that's judging, and we need judgment, right? I don't want to throw this out the window. Like, we need to be neutral on everything. I think it's a great skill to be neutral, but in order to live in this world, we sometimes have to judge and have a dichotomy of thinking sometimes. But if we let our editor get in the way of right and wrong, of should, of shouldn't, of can and cannot, We really, really make our world smaller. We really don't allow ourselves to connect with this creative energy inside of our bodies. If we do the same thing every day, we might feel safe, but we might not actually feel happy. So really allowing yourself to move into play, to move into creativity is going to connect you more deeply. It brings you into your own frequency because again, if you're not connected to yourself, you are not going to feel connected to other people and it's going to make it really hard to tell, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? Should I go through with this job? Should I stay in this relationship? Should I buy a dog? Should I let this part of me go? Is this serving me, is this not, right? All of these questions we're constantly trying to figure out in order to be in more alignment with ourselves. But if we're really, really serious, if we're really, really focused in on there being a correct answer, we put so much pressure on ourselves. I was talking to someone recently about their love of writing, and I'm big into writing as well, so I really aligned with this person's love of it because there's such creative freedom if you let yourself really move that energy. But most of us that really like writing sometimes have this dream back here of like, what if I could write something brilliant? What if I could really help people with it? What if I could write a book? What if I could write poetry? What if I could be a, you know, National Geographic, you know, all these great fantasies, all these sweet things out there that we learn. But the problem is, is that if we have our editor so strongly on board, by the time that we actually sit down To be in that creative energy, there's so much pressure that we have to write the book, that we have to be famous, right? All of this like ego sense of putting pressure on ourselves that we can't actually write a damn thing. We can't actually give ourselves time to play, let the mind unravel, giving ourselves a space right? We don't allow ourselves to be in that creative freedom. And so there's so much pressure to be perfect that we are too afraid to even take the first step. And it is another way that we feel like we abandon ourselves or that we're not living fully in our own lives, right? So being in joy, enjoyment, being in joy, our full sense, I'm a big believer that our core self uncovered is joy, is this sense of flowing, radiance, soul energy. Soul energy is this consciousness inside that is able to be in a sense of joy and neutrality. And when we're connected with ourselves, we are so much more likely to feel that and to act from those places. And creativity, play are one of the many sort of ways to get there, but they're the easiest way that I know to shake things up. So I hope this is kind of resonating with you a little bit around really getting clear. And like I said, I gave you the writing activity to play with. But you can also do this in your head around, maybe there's this thing in the back of your mind, maybe you've been driving around lately, and you keep seeing symbols come up, you're like, Oh, wow, I've been really wanting to get more into this sport. I've been really wanting to go camping this summer. I know it brings me a lot of joy to be around a campfire, and I haven't really put it on my list, and yet I keep seeing these camping trucks all over. You can kind of hear my story a little bit of needing to go camping more. But maybe you're seeing symbols or signs, or you're hearing it come up in your mind, and you're like, should I do that? Here's the thing. If you keep hearing an idea or an activity or something or a symbol that shows up over and over, if it feels like it's a high frequency, right? Not a judgment from inside, right? You're dumb. If you hear you're dumb every day, you need to throw that person away with some kindness, but that's probably not a symbol or a sign that's going to help you. So if you start seeing something every single day, right? Like I was talking to a client and she kept seeing butterflies. She kept seeing butterflies. And I was like, what do you think that means? What do you think that stands for? Yes, maybe there's some butterflies migrating. Maybe there's a lot of them around because of flowers, but they're meaningful to you. What do they mean? And she was like, I think freedom. I really, really love how they remind me of freedom going from thing to thing. And I said, well, what freedom are you? do you have in your life? Do you feeling in yourself? And she was like, oh, I don't feel like I'm having a lot of that. I don't feel like I get to really inherit that sense that I admire so much in this symbol around me. And I went, oh, well, let's dig into that. What part of you needs more freedom? Right. So it's not necessarily wooing out and going, what does the butterfly mean? You know, maybe awesome transformation. You know, you can get an animal symbol, spiritual book. Why not? But it's what do these things invoke feeling wise in you? What do you like about them? What colors or symbols or shapes do you see around you? How do they stand for things? Right. What do they stand for? It can be really, really important to look at those things around you, tap into how they're affecting you, because these are all messages or ways to know yourself better, to get into connection with yourself. If you are able, this big decision or this unknown in your system, do I go to this school, right? Do I take this program? Do I decide to do this book club, right? How do I make things more easy for my kids who might be going through a lot? Do we decide this? You know, all these really big decisions that... We want to do perfect. Sometimes it's not possible to do them perfect. And we can kind of figure that out along the road as we go. But if you are connected with yourself, even if something doesn't go right, we have that trust. We have that awareness in ourselves and it makes things easier because we know we're going to be okay. Some of the judgment falls away. Some of the perfection energy falls away. It's like, I don't know someone that is worse At throwing a frisbee than me. I do not know someone that is worse. So if I literally, every time someone asks me, do you wanna throw a frisbee? Do you wanna go disc golf? Right? If I say I'm gonna suck (laughs) every time before I go, I don't actually allow myself the play and amusement to go, yeah, I don't actually know how it's gonna go, but I wanna have some fun. I wanna have some play. What am I gonna learn about myself? Everything that we do, I hope that's a good example, but. Everything that we do has the opportunity to show us new things about ourselves. And if we let a critic get in the way of you're not good at that, you'll never be good at that, right? All of those things, we stop our own creative energy of learning something, of moving through something. And I will tell you, I have really sucked at Frisbee. And a few, I think it was a few weeks ago, I went out and I actually was throwing really, really well. And I surprised myself. And then I went out again and it wasn't good. But it was such a sweet moment of like, oh my gosh. Like, I let myself have some freedom and some play. I didn't judge myself. And there was a little bit of sweetness I brought in. And somehow I learned something or somehow it moved in a way. And I could feel myself shift. We are always learning. Everything we do is an opportunity to learn. And play is a way, it's an ally, it's a strength to be able to move through things. So really, this video, even though play can be really hard to kind of take in as an adult, it's to really allow yourself to know that decisions that are really, really difficult are going to be easier, number one, when we're in connection with ourselves so we can be in connection with other people. So it's checking in, am I in connection with myself? Do I know, do I feel this sense of being grounded into my feet? Can I breathe into my stomach and feel my whole bone structure? Can I feel this vessel that I'm in? Can I have some gratitude? All right? When we breathe and sit in our own space, we usually feel a sense of gratitude or a sense of sometimes being in neutrality, but just feeling into that energy inside of you. And if you don't feel connected Bringing in joy, bringing in play, really looking at your life and saying, How do I get in more connection with myself? I feel like it's a really overused phrase, connect with yourself. And people are like, How? What's like, great. What are the things that you've done that really used to connect you? Do they still connect you? Why did you stop? Right? A lot of times people take up hobbies or they take up things that make them feel good. And then later on, we'll talk about it and brainstorm and they'll be like, Oh, I have no idea why I stopped that. Was it because my kid had basketball on these certain days that I used to do puzzles, right? Or I used to write or I used to make a really cool Italian dinner every week in the kitchen and brought me joy and I kind of put it away. It's checking in. If something brings you joy, if you can take away anything from this video, if something brings you joy, that authentic nourishment, that structure in your life that allows play and creativity, do more do more of it. If you're in a place where you're not really sure, sometimes we can fall into depression, which is when energy runs really on a lower just kind of speed and we feel kind of like a boulder, right? Heavy, difficult to find motivation. Sometimes I'll be working with folks that are going through one of those periods and it's like, If zero is I absolutely don't feel like I'm a human and 10 is like I feel so jazzed, I feel motivated, I feel that heart fire area, if you're at a two or a three and feeling sad, you don't have to be like, well, what's going to bring me to a 10? You say, what's going to bring me to a five? What's going to bring me to a six? What's going to really shift a couple things in my system? Does that mean I start going back to yoga? Does that mean I go walk around the block? These little tiny things shift. They make, especially when you move your body, they move energy in your system. And sometimes we might do it a few times and we don't feel anything. But a lot of times we need energy to move long enough. Sometimes just doing one thing isn't going to do... like. Taking on a habit and not really going through with it isn't going to make a shift, right? So, if you decide to eat better, but you've been eating tons of sugar and cheeses and things that your body doesn't do well with, this is my story. (laughs) If you decide to eat salad or you decide to eat roasted vegetables one day and you're like, great, I want to feel better, you might feel a little bit better, but you're not going to feel a huge shift because you need your whole system to reset. You need your kind of body to get used to this new piece that you're bringing in. So you don't want to give up hope either. If you're in a really hard place and you're like, well, I've tried this. And it's like, okay, well, do you feel truly in yourself that you gave it your all? Do you feel like you really not only dipped the toes in, but you can into it with the why not, right? You can always go back to what you've done before. You can always keep doing the same thing. So you don't have much to lose. I've said that before. You don't have much to lose by trying something new. So really... Again, like I said, if you can take away something from this video in terms of shifting energy, in terms of helping you energetically work through hard decisions, is to figure out how to bring joy and play into your life so that you can release some of the editor in your space, so that you connect with yourself more fully, so that you have a deeper awareness of what you need and what you don't need, and you make decisions from that sovereign place of, I'm connected with myself, I know myself well enough, I feel okay jumping into this. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. Like I said, all of this is actually on YouTube. So you can have a visual (laughs) as I'm speaking these things and saying these things. As always, I have a lot of different ways that I work with people. I work with people on a psychic coaching piece where sometimes we meet bi-weekly. I work with people as a contemplative psychotherapist where we're working through some really hard kind of mental health pieces and I also work with people with energy medicine. So I have energy medicine programs where we take these pieces into more of an energetic place versus a processing place and we say how do we move this energy through? How do we root out this energy so that you can call in more of the energy that feels aligned with you? So please feel free to check out my website, Center.com. And as always, sending so, so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, Center.com, to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.